Hello, you're listening to the Hamilton Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hamilton Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, we're talking about why the conversion rate isn't the most important metric in e-commerce to watch and what you should be looking at instead. So without further ado, let's get started. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm okay. Good. It's the, it's the end of a bank holiday weekend. Yeah. Um, Do you get another one another next weekend? Another sale. Do you get another one? We've got another. We've got coronation. Yeah, coronation weekend next weekend. Rather. King. But, but that becomes a king. Becomes a king. And that means you get the Monday off, yeah. do you? We get the Monday off again. Gosh. Another bank holiday sales opportunity for e-commerce. Yeah. And that's not it's normal. It's funny, actually. So, Is it? No, it's not normal. It's not normal. We don't normally have this many bank holidays. It's interesting how quite a few e-commerce businesses were saying recently that actually the um, you know the bank holidays and the Easter and everything is a disaster for for some e-commerce business. Some some like in some of our brands, it's worked nicely because it's mm. no, it's another excuse to do a a sale and people tend to be at home. You know, and why was it a disaster for, for things to do? For them, um, well, businesses, B two B companies, true. Um, you know, anything like that, anything sort of like a problem solving rational, they tend to be a bit distracted by, you know, particularly if it's nice weather. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting how, yeah, it, 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 it either works or it doesn't. And it's worked quite enough, quite well for us. I mean, obviously we use it to do offers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another exclusive. Well, people believe offers. It's, it's weird, isn't it? How, how behavior completely changes due to, due to whether there's a bank holiday or not, you know, like, because so we work yeah. with people who sell lots of spare parts and things like that. And it just, if ever there's Easter or Christmas or anything like that, it just stops. Most everybody must go, oh, I'm not going to fix that. Because, the, you know, like yeah. if there's like a World Cup game on, they'll go, well, it's the World Cup. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to yeah. not fix anything for the next two weeks. And it, you know, it really affects stuff. that's it. Yeah. I think particularly problem solving. Mm. Um, Whereas with bedding, yeah. every time it's a bank holiday, everybody, well, goes, everybody goes, I need to buy some sheets. And you do well. Also, you've got also because you, you've got friends coming over, or guests, or family yeah. coming over, and it makes you feel you know, more so, home centric, doesn't it? I guess it does. Mm. Anything in and around the home, and I think all those little holiday periods promote that. Well, I guess I the um, I really guess well. the COVID was was the extreme example of that. It's basically yes. people were trapped in their homes, and people's focus was completely on their home environment, and therefore it went nuts. Yeah. And everybody started buying pizza ovens. And uh, I know I did see I did see the pizza oven company who did quite well during COVID trying to create a very good ad at Christmas, trying to get some people to buy a pizza oven outdoors, <laughs> pizza oven at Christmas. And I thought, wow, you are really trying to fly that one, aren't you? Yeah. And I was thinking that's a typical one that when they've gone, wow, we did really, really well over the COVID summers, like amazingly well. Yeah. You know? Let, and then they're like trying to cling on to that success. And I thought, how much are their, has their ROAS dropped as a result of 
yeah you know coming out of covid and also then you know obviously trying to cling on to those sales that they had i mean maybe it did really well but i did just think oh maybe they should have just chilled out and rest and relax well it's kind of goes against nice goes against the flow of the river doesn't it really i mean it's yeah it's not what people are doing you you'd, you'd probably want i mean you you like i've worked with quite a few people who've had those kind of uh businesses where they've like like sell christmas trees and you know then it's it's over and you know if you're selling christmas trees no right no one's going to try and sell stuff at, at um you know in, in august and stuff like that but although people people do buy christmas stuff in august they like to get they're these kind of people who get things done but they're not going to buy a christmas tree like a real christmas tree or anything like that um but then you got to like yeah. having a bit like so was so we started hiring out mountain bikes in the summer on the other side of it and you kind of had like this kind of barbell style business one business that was you know busy in the summer and one business that was busy in the winter and then it kind of it kind of worked out um, well, I think that's the right thing to do. I think rather than trying to trying to force yourself it. up and mm. trying to get people to yeah to buy stuff when they're not, you've seen a lot of um, homeware stores do that. Like they they were you know obviously very busy during Christmas and the build up to Christmas, and then they started putting garden furniture in, and then it kind of balances it a little bit. So they yeah. you know which they didn't normally didn't used to have, and then. It, 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 kind of, it kind of balances out a bit more, which is good. Anyway, you, yeah. you haven't introduced the topic. I do. No, I haven't introduced the topic. Sorry, got carried away. So what were we chatting tonight before? And um, we were chatting about conversion rate. We were chatting with him a couple of times this week. Conversations come up about conversion rate. And, um, and you know, as e-commerce professionals, we have been obsessed with conversion rate. Um, and everybody talks about conversion rate. It's kind of the one stat that we all know. We all talk about it. We all have. It's been, you know, since the dawn of e-commerce, whenever that started, the first e-commerce shop, we were all obsessed with that conversion rate. And everybody wants it to be higher. And, it, and people can obsess over it and make make it become like the holy grail of e-commerce. Like, what's your conversion rate? Oh, my conversion rate's going up. You know, or my conversion rate's down. And what we were saying tonight, just privately before the podcast was recorded was that um it's funny how people become obsessed with the conversion rate and how we often say you want you don't want the conversion rate to be really high and you should ignore the conversion rate and how dangerous it can be to focus on conversion rate and actually what we see when when we look at an e-commerce site where, where the conversion rate is too high we say well you know you uh, you're leaving money on the table. You know, mm. don't pat yourself on the back there. You know, that's that's a, that's a real shame because you've just lost, you know, half a million quid's worth of revenue that you could have had because your conversion rate was too high. Why was it too high? Because you weren't you weren't putting the business under enough pressure, and you weren't pulling the traffic even when you could have done. Can I give you? And, can I give my example to, to yeah. understand? So, let's say, um, so basically, I'll come out with this controversial comment uh, that. Uh, conversion rate doesn't matter, right? Then people say, oh, well, how can, can, can it not matter? And because it, you, you, people would think, well, you always want to have the highest conversion rate you can get. Does that make sense? But let, let's look at this situation. So I go to Good Housekeeping Magazine. It's just, this is a, I'm not saying this happened, but I'm saying I went to Good Housekeeping Magazine, cost me £5,000 for a competition. I generated... Um, you know, lots of traffic from it. And overall, I got £25,000 worth of revenue out of it. So there's a ROAS of five. If 
but I got a million uh, visitors from, from the competition. Google Ads, I spent £5,000 and generated some traffic and got £10,000 worth of sales. So from the competition, I got a ROAS of uh, five, uh, five times five, 25. And from Google Ads, I got a ROAS of two. Now, the competition generated me a million visits and the conversion rate was really, really low because a lot of people came from the competition who weren't going to buy, but the, the, enough people bought to give me £25,000 worth of revenue. But on the, so the conversion rate was something like 0.05 or something like that. Now on the Google Ads, the conversion rate was something like 4%, but I only got a ROAS of two. So it's £5,000 to make £10,000. So in that scenario, you'd go, well, um, you know, Google Ads traffic is much better because it's converting much higher. But it, it, if, you know, if very simply from a business point of view, you go, well, I'd much prefer to keep doing the competition because I'm spending £5,000 and I'm getting £25,000 as the revenue. So in that, in that situation, obviously conversion rate doesn't matter. What actually matters yeah. is the ROAS you get from the marketing channel. And that's when things can get, um, you can lose yourself by, you know, because if year on year, your conversion rate's down, but your ROAS is up and you're making more money, that's what's important. And that's why, that's why conversion rate sometimes yeah. isn't. Oh, matter. Matt, it, it happens. All, yeah, it is completely meaningless because it's really just the difference between the cost of running the business and the revenue that comes out of it. That's the bit in the middle. And, and um, you know, I mean, our years gone by, I've had so many meetings with econ brands where they've said oh conversion rates declining you know or um you know this month you know this year this month last year our conversion rate was 4.2 percent and this year it's only 3.4 and you're like well yeah but you've had another 200,000 sessions this month mm. than you did last year yeah and yeah but our conversion rate's down well of course it's going to be down because you just let another 200,000 people into your shop yeah. So if you had a door, a front, if you had a physical shop, and you had a front door on it, and you know you you open the door and you're going to get loads more customers coming in, obviously you're going to, your store is not going to convert because you're letting less qualified people in there. But overall, you look at the you know the overall revenue that your your shop has taken in that day or weekend or whatever it was, and that's what matters. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. And if the conversion rate's too high. You know, you really need to be opening the door. It might, it's a bit like I've said this before, um, and when we talk about ROAS all the time. But if your conversion rate was too high, um, it's like having a shop door and, and shutting the door at uh, maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. You've got mm. customers outside who want to come in, and I'm massively oversimplifying it. But it is dangerous to just look at the conversion rate, and it's the ROAS that you need. And if, and if, you know, this conversation first you know came into our heads when we were talking about ROAS, because we were like, well, if you, you know, you want the ROAS to be as low as you can be in terms of, you know, because obviously the lower the ROAS, the easier it is to grow the business. Because if your ROAS is too high, you know, you're leaving money on the table. And especially if you've got decent lifting customer value in there. And it's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing about conversion rate. You know, if it's too high. It's like, why is it too high? Like really should be, you want to be, you want to be as efficient as possible and you want to be pushing it Pushing your econ business to you know to the lowest ROAS that you're comfortable with, based on growth and lifetime customer value and margin, you know take it to as low as you can be, 
and obviously that's going to take your conversion rate. Because you know, what's the fastest way to increase your conversion rate, Mark? Well, you stop. And I'll tell you, you know what it is, because you what? Stop all traffic. Stop all paid traffic. You know. Yeah, stop all paid traffic and 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 only allow maybe direct traffic in. Mm. You know, hurrah, we've just trebled our conversion rates. So it, it's you know, and it would be a bit like having a shop a shop with a you know a queue of customers outside and looking and opening the door a crack and going, all right, you can come in. Yeah. You can you know you can't come in. You know, you, you two can come in, but no, you can't. No, 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 you, right, you know, yeah. you're not coming. That's, you, know, you want to let them all in mm. <laughs> and see, you know, obviously put them into, um, put them into business. So that, in a nutshell, it's why it is, it is dangerous to just look at conversion rate on its own. You have to look at your overall return on ad spend. Yeah. Um, and obviously you wrote, and you reflect on, you know, converting, you know, existing customers and lifetime customer value. So that, that's why it is interesting. And you know, funnily enough, coming back to our our own little demo store, you know, the latest one that we launched, like middle of last year, um, it's it's very rare that we will actually look at conversion rates. Mm. And, the, you know, it's in terms of growing the store, and we're obviously, you know, looking at it, you know, often, but we're, we're not looking at conversion rate, and we're looking at ROAS every day. Yeah. In every single day, we're looking at the return on ad spend for new customers because we know if that is in the tolerance of where we want it to be, you know, we're happy. You know, so when we look, we look at conversion rate, conversion rate, when we don't get our ROAS, we take the ROAS down to the lowest it possibly can be. And, that, and the, the reason why conversion rate, I think, is so, um, it's such a, like, red herring of a stat, it's because it, 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 it varies massively from channel to channel and what activity you're doing. So like take, you know, when you do a big email blast, mm. you know, or a catalogue drop or something like that, you know, it's going to just go through the roof, isn't it? I know why, I know exactly why it's, it's, it, it, it's over-important. So the, the reason why it's over-important mm. is because when we started to do e-commerce 10 years ago, Google didn't um, have wasn't able to track things as well as it can today. So the, um, it, it could barely, a lot of the tools could barely uh, understand what a conversion was and it could, they couldn't pass the uh, value of the transaction through. So pretty much everything was based around conversion rate because just trying to get the, the conversion value mm. into Google or conversion value into AdWords or everything was really hard. So for years and years and years, we the only thing we could see was the conversions, the sales, the orders that came into Google Ads and and Google Analytics. We didn't have any any data for average order value or or conversion value. Well, so you couldn't even see the transaction. Amount. No, you couldn't see it. So you just you, you know what all you saw is the fact that they got to a page. Yeah, they got to a page, and on that mm. page was the was would have been the you know the order summary page, like the thank you page. Yeah. And on that page would have had a little bit of a tracking yeah. um, code. And it would have said, oh, this tracking pixel got all the way to that, that end. Yeah. Therefore, so when, it's a conversion. When this industry matured during that period and, and, and became a thing, conversion rate was the only thing you could see. Therefore, this industry became absolutely obsessed with conversion rate because that's what the only thing you mm. could monitor. It was only recently in the past four years where we've started to have the, the revenue in in the stats all the way through uh, so we can see it and uh, you've still got a lot of that kind of 
um, description in the industry. Like there's like, you know, in e-commerce, e you'd go to a crow agency, like a conversion rate optimization agency. Whereas actually that's not really relevant for an e-commerce site. You actually want to, um, you want a ROAS, um, you know, optimization agency really. Yeah. But Crow. Actually, that's, that, that should be, that, that is a very good point. Because Crow that's also true. will be used by lead generation. And in lead generation, you can't, you know, if someone, if someone inquires to a business, let's say it's a, I don't know, like someone who's a builder, like when you get the inquiry, there's no way that the software would know how much that inquiry is going to be worth because you don't know what they're going to say. You don't know what the build's mm -hmm. going to be. You don't know it's going to be. So you can't have any revenue data as inquiry. So uh, therefore it becomes conversion rate optimization. So for lead generation, conversion rate optimization is, is app, but for, for e-commerce has kind of moved on and, yeah. and therefore it's, yeah, it, it's important to kind of think about what you actually want. Well, I think, I think like, I mean, I was going to describe in a minute about obviously in the book when we wrote the book, two thousand and eighteen. You know, we talked about conversion rate and 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 the you know, the add to basket, basket checkout, checkout to order, and and that that was really really helpful. You know, we, we could, you know we had to put a typical stat on the table. Mm. Um, you know, and and obviously we did, and when we said, well, the average conversion rate, I mean, it was you know add to basket was like we said 11 you know basket to checkout we said was 55 checkout to order was 84 which gave you conversion rate there and thereabouts was about five percent mm. um but it, it, it conversion rate is i would say influenced by in terms of metrics it's influenced by two main kpis more than anything number one was average order value yeah so typically the higher the average order value the lower the conversion rate would be and and also, but the lower it could be because you know you didn't need as many transactions to get the same revenue. So if you've got like an average order value of say five hundred dollars upwards, you know you, you you know your conversion rate would probably be average at about one percent, something like that. Mm. Whereas if your average order value was let's say eighty dollars, fifty to eighty fifty to one hundred dollars, something like that, you know you you're going to need a much higher conversion rate typically if your margins are typical so average order value is a big one and then the second one is lifetime customer value yeah if you've got an e-commerce business that has um has a lifetime customer value of like four or five times a year that's massively higher than average like the average amount of times people buy in a year on an e-commerce business is about 1.2 times but obviously it's it's it's, it's hugely dependent on what you're selling. So if you're selling contact lenses where they buy once a month, you know, your conversion rate is going to be massively higher than um, a site selling, you know, a wardrobe for mm. a thousand pounds. And so that's, that's a huge thing as well. So, you know, it, again, but it, it all comes down to that, that cost to acquire the customer and what you can get out of it. But I do think that when we, you know, it's still very useful. And, w and when we are sat down with a business, you know, the first thing we do look at is, okay, what's your add to basket? What's your basket to check out? But we're doing alongside the margin, the average order value and the lifetime customer value. So let's, so we'll know. Yeah, let's give people, you know, what it, what it needs to be. Let's give yeah. people some practical examples of, of when you would use it and why it's useful. Because I think, 
if you've got the same traffic type month on month or year on year, you can compare the uh, conversion rate and average order value. So you can compare it. So let's say I was doing Google Shopping last year and I'm doing Google Shopping this year. You know, that traffic type has not really changed. It's pretty similar. You should be getting a similar conversion rate year on year. Yeah. So in a different example, let's say you're doing Facebook ads. And last year on Facebook ads, you're running conversion uh, campaigns. And this year, you're running a mixture of conversion campaigns and traffic campaigns. Now, you can't compare the conversion rate of those year on year because traffic campaigns, by their very nature, are going to give you a lot of traffic, a lot of crap traffic, to be honest. They're going to come to your website. And so you can compare conversion rate when the traffic type is the same. So, you know, Google search ads, like non-brand Google search ads, you can, com you can compare the traffic type on uh, the conversion rate on those year on year. That's fine. Um, the thing is about overall conversion rate in your Google Analytics, difficult to kind of exactly match that year on year because your emails, let's say you're a, a business that's got lots of email uh, revenue or any email revenue, to be honest, like when and where you send the emails, it's going to have a big impact on the overall conversion rate. So you kind of have to look at things separately to understand what's working mm. and why. And you end up doing that, don't you? I think you know, the other thing I'd say as well about um, what did, what you know varies conversion rate is also like how much how much like organic blog traffic you might have, for mm. example. Yeah. You know, there were certain businesses that we worked with a couple of years ago just during COVID, and they were like, uh, one was gardening, one was golf, um, and and like anything like that where we had a lot of hobby in there. They got so much natural organic mm. traffic for blogs. Like, how do I grow a hydrangea bush? My hydrangea bush is dying. You know, how do I, how do I you know, grow pineapples in my concert? Like, there was so much of that. Yeah. And obviously, that's they were bouncing like people landing on the blog. They're bouncing at like ninety eight percent. I was looking at one of those the other like, well, day. She was she was coming yeah. up for like children's size. Her size guide was picked up on Google as number one listing for size guide. So she was getting huge amount of traffic yeah. for the size guide, and it was like a million in traffic and one sale um, that she she yeah. had. And so. It, it, and it's difficult. So, so when you're looking at conversion rate for businesses like that, you have to go, oh, well, we have to take away that traffic and we've got to take away this traffic. Oh, oh we did loads of, uh, we did a big brochure drop mm. then. Oh, and, and then we did a big email campaign around there. So you're, like, you're kind of going, oh, well, okay, take that away, take that mm. away, take that away. To try and find this sort of meaningful conversion rate for like new or cold traffic that comes from, yeah. you know, paid ads. And the nice thing, so you kind of, the nice thing about ROAS. Go on is that it just gets rid of all that noise. Because if you know how much you spent mm. and you know how much you got in revenue, it doesn't matter if you've got a blog article that's driving loads of traffic because yeah. the irrelevance yeah. disappears. It just kind of gets, it's just yeah. like, well, it's not helping. It forces that. you to look mm. at the right metric because that's the only thing that matters is can you scale your paid activity profitably? Mm. You know, can you keep pushing it? Um, but it, but but having said that, because I mean it's quite a nice controversial bold title to write on the podcast, mm. isn't it? That will get people going. What the hell do they mean? This is a new. You know, Hamilton Brothers have been telling us to obsess about conversion rate for the last you know twenty years of their careers, and now they're coming out with you need to ignore conversion rates. You know, so but having said that, coming back down, it, obviously there is still a time and a place 
to look at it. Because quite simply, if you have 100 people coming into your shop mm. and they all spend £100 and three of them buy, you've got £300 for your traffic budget. But if, if four of them buy, you've got a conversion rate of 4%. And, the, and they and you get four hundred pounds from the same budget, mm. so it is still important. Well, you yeah, you it? still you still want to like, for, like if you got looking at the same traffic type, you want to get more of those people to convert. And 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 when you split test, you will split test against the exact same traffic in that yeah. exact moment. So like you know, I'll come to the website on second one and see one version, and you'll come to the ver- website on second two and see a different version. And that is in real time, so it's the same traffic. So therefore, conversion rate on split yeah. tests does matter because it is it yes. is in the moment. But obviously, you know, when you're running split tests, you don't want to rob Peter to pay Paul. You, you want to also track revenue per visitor because you know, like one of the split tests might make, make people buy a nice expensive sofa, and the other split test might make them buy a footstool. And what would you rather be selling? You'd rather be selling sofas. So, but a lot of the time, if you're doing split tests on a product page, it's the same product. So therefore, really, conversion rate really does does make a difference. But yeah. it, well, I say the other thing. It just just going back a little stat. You saying something before um, is the biggest influence of conversion rates. I think is the motivation of a buyer before they've even come to your website. Mm. Um, and you know, look at um, look at seasonal. Look at the run up to Christmas. You know, look what happened to conversion rates. If you you're having all with the business the other day, um, they were do they were quite gifty, and they said seventy five percent of the revenue was done in October, November, and December. Mm. And so, if you look at that business, um, if their conversion rates in those periods are three, four times higher. Than it would be in, yeah, you know, you know, you know the other the other months of the year, and the, and nothing has changed. You know, nothing has changed on the website. Same everything, mm. same stock, same social proof, same trust credibility, same offer architecture, same anxiety, same navigational flow, exact same pricing. Everything's the same. The only thing that's changed is the motivation of the customer, and that's an obvious thing to say. But from a marketing perspective, it often gets overlooked and, and also people can get really panicky. And it doesn't just happen in those moments. This is the key. It doesn't happen like well, the example I've said there. You've got this big sort of, you know, flat period from Jan, Feb, April, March, and then it starts to pick up, you know, like September, October. It happens all the time during the year too. So it happens like a weekend will be bigger. A Monday will be bigger. Mm. You know, the weather will will influence it you know what's going on in you know in the news or netflix like there'll be these little tiny spikes happening all the time and it'll be because of the motivation of the buyer before they get to the website it's changed it might be a competitor that's gone on sale or out of sale you know it might you know it might be something that's been talked about in the press there's lots of these things happen and when that happens you've got to then be ready to take advantage of it mm. Um, and that's why we talk about ROAS and the drop by drop report and making sure that every day you're looking at that and you're taking advantage of when that motivation, that conversion rate is naturally spiking. Well, interestingly, everybody so, always says, you know, they always say, and we say, so you've got to be in tune with the customer, you've got to be where the customer is. And that's 
meaningless until you actually think about, you know, let's say you had a Christmas market, you know, a Christmas market in Chester and they have it, I presume, in December and it does really well. Like if you did the same Christmas market in August, it would do very badly because the, that's not where the customers are in their minds. And so therefore you, you can't force the customers to buy stuff when they're not when they're not in the in the in the right mind. So a lot of it, and if you think about a lot of our successes with our emails over the you know the years, we've done it when we've got an email that strikes the customer with the right message at the right time based on what they're thinking about. At the right time. So like yeah. we've always been thinking about so like when we've been working in like hiking businesses and like the camping businesses and there's a big camping show and we know that the press is all pushing that camping show and it might even be so big that it's in the sunday newspapers you know like that's what they're thinking about and even though we might not have anything to do with it we'll be tying ourselves to that so it's the same thing with the olympics and the the, the wimbledon and we, you know there's always things that are happening which your customers are thinking about. I think what, you, what you're saying is you, you're saying go with the flow of the river. So if you see something naturally happening, you push it. So I think from our own e-com brands, you know, if, 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 we've had, if there's been a quiet month, we know, we know this particular month might be quite quiet, we, 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 we relax. Mm. We chill out and we don't beat ourselves up for the fact that the conversion rate is dropping. You know, we know that it's okay. I don't think this month's been um, quiet it's on demo store. No, 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 I don't see this month. This month's been really good. This month's been the best month Two ever. minutes ago, we just had a £408 order. Well, it was a very good April. It was a, it was a very, very, but it wasn't great for lots of, you know, for other econ businesses, like I said at the start mm. of the podcast. You know, but I, but I, I know in those quiet moments, it's, I mean, the golf company, the golf apparel business, mm. you know, they, they were really worried um, in, in like February. Mm. You know, when the weather was awful. And I was like, relax, right? The golf courses are shut. It's flooded. Mm. It's horrific weather. No one is going to play golf at this time. Yeah. You know, the best thing you could do. And, and, and all they were doing, they were really hammering their paid ads. They were trying to claw back their growth. ROAS was, was ridiculous. It was like, you know, they needed to operate at like a four and they were running at a two even lower and they were hemorrhaging even lower. lower than that it was just like what are you doing just chill out relax you know best thing you could do is go on a skiing holiday yeah um you know for a month <laughs> just go and chill out and then come back wait for the weather to improve everything in golf world is going to start kicking off and and when it does spend much bigger then yeah because you know that is when you're you're going to get the affinity. You, you can recruit a customer then for you know for twenty pounds. Now you're paying sixty pounds to recruit a customer. Mm. What are you doing? You need to spend as many twenty pounds as you can. But you know there's no point trying to recruit a customer for sixty pounds yeah. now. It's just it's crazy. Well, it's basically like I take yeah. I always say the analogy of like going into Costco and finding your your customers are on sale or they're not on sale. Like when would you buy them? You'd buy the customers when they're on you know. Buy two, get one free. Buy them the cheapest. Yeah. It's more, more efficient. efficient. But, yeah. So, and that, and that's go back to the first point. We said, you know, if we see an e-com business's conversion rate's too high, we're like, well, what? That, that's that's mental. Why? Why are you not lapping up all these customers? Well, it doesn't. And then you. Well, the yeah. next question is, 
because like I was I was speaking to someone yesterday. He got a great ad to basket rate, and he got a great uh, basket to order rate, and um, he's got, obviously from that he had a very good conversion rate. So obviously on paper everything looks looks rosy, but then you look at the yeah. Google ads, and he's you know he's only making a two and a half row ads because his average order value is slowed slow down. So it it it, yeah. it doesn't matter your conversion rate in that scenario because you know ultimately I think his ad to basket rate was about. 14% or something like that. he's not going to get it higher than that that, that that's that's really no. high so uh, you, you've got to focus on average order value to get the um to get the robot yeah off. or lifting customer value mm. or margin i mean that's interesting about um about that because whenever we do the target sheet because you know obviously we do our target sheet first whenever we go into an econ business we work out work out the math okay you know you're doing three million now you want to get to ten um, okay, let's have a look at how much traffic we need, what, what, what average order value we think we're going to get, what conversion rate we need. And whenever we do that, we, and let's say the conversion rate's like 4% now, like we, and you know, you've got to go from 3 million to 10 million. Whenever we do that, we always say, and you'll probably know this because we say it all the time, but we say we, we, the goal here will be to, to maintain as close to the conversion rate we've already got whilst doubling, trebling the traffic. Mm. And, you know, we're going to have to work really hard with conversion rates to just maintain we've got, because we're going to let in three times the amount of traffic. But, you know, you would not expect to be able to let in three times the amount of traffic and maintain the conversion rates. Mm. Like, something's got to give. What is it going to be? You know, is it your obsession with conversion rate? Or is it, do you want to let in four times the amount of traffic? And and actually, at the end of it, you know, you'll see your conversion rate really struggle. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you're sitting, you've recruited another X amount of customers, and you you know, you've got a better ROAS. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm just looking at our notes to see what we had to say. Um, yeah, because we, we like this. We've seen a lot of people have um, sites where we've had conversations with, with them. Then you, you, you rock up and they go, Oh, I don't need your help. Ian. And oh, add to baskets already 14% and all oh, like this. And you're like, well, that's cause you're only selling, you're only selling brochures. And when people come to the website, they're already mm. convinced they're going to buy your, your, your websites are just an order taker website. But what happens when you, uh, you do Google, uh, Google shopping? Oh, oh, we tried that, tried that for three days. Didn't work. Stopped it. You know, conversion rate was dreadful. And it's like, well, that's our, yeah, you know, and that's a story about there's a very famous homeware brand that we worked with for a long time and um, first meeting I ever had with them and the MD said to me, oh, conversion rate's amazing. Mm. Conversion rate, it was 7.2%. Mm. Um, and I says, yeah, well, it's only 7.2% because you've just done a brochure drop. Yeah. And of course it's going to be high then. And let's have a look at it. Let's take away that direct traffic. Let's go and look at, um, you know, some cold brand, uh, cold generic Traffic and it's like 0.8 percent. Mm. Sounds like well, you've got a massive so conversion rate problem, but you didn't even realise it. Yeah, and you and they and they couldn't recruit. Their website wasn't strong enough mm. to recruit outside of their brand, so they had to do brochure drops. Mm. Um, and then the other thing, I mean, the other day as well, we we're looking at the traffic um, for uh, a furniture business that they had an average order value of 500 pounds, and they were doing about 20, 22 million. Um, and they had, I think, like a third of the traffic of their one of their competitors, mm. um, but they but they the competitor had an average order value of about eighty pounds, um, and that that competitor was, ha and they were doing the same turnover, mm. 
And that competitor who was doing, you know, only eighty pounds average order value versus a hundred at uh, five hundred pounds, that had to work so much harder mm. to get their to get the same revenue because their average order value was was so much lower. So really, really, really struggling to pick and pack and manage so many different stock lines and manage so many different customers because their average order value was and also the the business that was doing five hundred pounds average order value didn't need the conversion it didn't it, 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 you know it needed you know a third of the conversion rate mm. to get the same turnover and the same profits at the end of it because they're both running at the same margin i think that what we've tried to say today is like because we're not saying don't try to improve your conversion rates because obviously we want to the roas is built is made from conversion rate times average order value is 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 a main part of the roas because it's the it's it's what's going to affect the roas but what we're trying to un- make people understand is that conversion rate has nuances and you, you have to understand that you need to be comparing apples to apples and not oranges to oranges because obviously it's going to change based on different traffic types and what you're doing. And, um, and that's the important thing to to think about because if you, you may, you, you, you know, like you're at a crossroads all the time and you may turn down a different crossroads and start doing different types of, of campaigns. And it's like having a different type of, let's say you run a restaurant and you have a different type of restaurant um, and you, you know, first of all, you have, um, you know, waitresses and then you, then, then you change to bringing people up to the, the tilt order. It's a different type of restaurant. It's a different type of, of feeling and it's going to convert in a different way. So different traffic will convert in different ways. So when you're looking at your traffic and you see a conversion rate drop, you need to understand it, how it breaks down and the, 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 the reason we've said that is because we do get people who are on some of our courses booking calls with us and freaking out about the conversion rate. And we're like, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not something you need to maintain for the sake of maintaining it. If you're trying, and this was one, I was talking to someone who was doing traffic campaigns. If you're doing traffic campaigns, you're going to get a lot more traffic, which isn't going to be as good. It's only bad if that traffic is not giving you the ROAS. Now it's gonna it's gonna make your conversion yeah. rate come down because you know it's like suddenly if if you had a a food store in um, somewhere where there was like only ten hungry people like they're gonna they're gonna have a hundred percent conversion rate like if you if you suddenly prop up in the desert and there's then rescue ten people and you go who wants a hot dog you're gonna get a hundred percent but if you go and put that hot dog mm. cart on Oxford Street in London your conversion rate's gonna go down because there's gonna be a lot of people who don't necessarily want to eat. Something. Yeah, and I think I think you could say the same thing. You know, like we're chatting to some businesses recently. One of the fastest things that we've been doing is going in and saying, okay, at the moment you've got all of your products in your Google Shopping feed. You know, every single product you've got. You know, two thousand products. You've got every single product in there. You know, some are obviously performing some better than others. Some of them you've got high click through, no conversions. Some you've got high impressions, no click through. Like. Some of these products, like the average order value is too low. These are, you know, why are these in the feed? The margin's terrible. Like, why are we even competing on that? You know, the average order, like, that's the fastest thing. So that would be the equivalent. And, and you know, that is, that is a really, really important thing that I've just said, is that you don't need to put every single thing in the feed. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and I think, I think the other thing 
just going back on like because because quite a few businesses now will be listening to this thinking oh, hang on a minute i have i'm at the lowest row as i can be at the moment for my business i cannot go any lower than the row i'm at and the conversion rate is is x like the only way i can get myself out of this hole theoretically then is to increase my conversion rate because i can't do anything else i can't lower my row any further or your average order value um one of those two or my average order yeah. value well it well well it might but no well that, that's what it's going to come to that that on its own the conversion rate is very very difficult can be depending on how big you are i mean if you're doing you know zero to a million you can make massive improvements to your conversion rates huge but if you're doing you know five six seven ten million plus you know, you're not going to double your conversion rates. It just doesn't happen. What you really need to do is go into your margin calculator, little little report that we've, little Excel, very simple thing. If, you, if no one's downloaded it, they need to go and download it. Um, it's very simple. And it'll say, and, and combine that with your target sheet and go, well, if I can get 10% from my average order value, 10% from my conversion rate, 10% from my lifetime customer value, and I can get, 10% better margin you know you put all that together and all of a sudden then you can scale again when if you just thought I've got to focus on conversion rate I'm going to focus on conversion rate. that's all that matters because everyone said conversion rate it, it's so much harder mm. you know and it might be much simpler when it's one of the ingredients conversion rate isn't it in the mix yeah and it's one of the ingredients that we, we use to build a profitable e-commerce site that's sellable and and like it, we, we we use it on our terms, based around the criteria that that we know makes sense. And that that's basically what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, it is. cool. All right, we'll finish there. Let you get back to your bank holiday. Okay. Yeah, exactly. God's sake, <laughs> holiday. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Speak Mark. to you next time. Cheerio. Bye.